my name is Julie Turney, and this is the HR Sound Off Podcast Show, the show created for HR and business professionals to discuss pertinent topics and trends as it relates to our professions. We're going to have amazing conversations with HR professionals from all over the world, get to learn their origin stories. How did they get into this profession? What do they love about being here? And how they want to set the record straight on that one misconception that really drives them crazy about our profession. Are you ready? I'm ready. Then let's sound off. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the HR Sound Off Podcast Show. My name is Julie Turney, and I am your host, and it is an absolute pleasure to be here again, magnifying another wonderful HR voice in our space. Today with me is Veronica Sargent, and I want to tell you a little bit about how I got in contact with Veronica, because I think this is the first time I've ever stepped outside of my comfort zone to reach out to someone this way. But I found Veronica first on TikTok, a new space that I am exploring. And Veronica has some amazing videos that she does on TikTok under the People Culture Collective. And I think if you've never heard about her, if you've never seen her videos, you need to go to TikTok right now and go and follow Veronica because she's sharing some amazing stories about how life is in the HR space, in the world of work, and how we navigate that. But then I actually started to follow Veronica on Instagram as well. And I reached out to her on Instagram and I said, Veronica, I love your content. Will you come on our podcast and talk about who you are, share your story, and let's talk a little bit about navigating the TikTok space as HR professionals, because I think a lot of us are nervous about doing that. So Veronica, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much, Julie, for having me. Um, it's always very nervous, like nerve wracking to actually like get to meet somebody that, you know, I follow on social media and then actually not get that interaction. So it's so lovely to finally meet you and have a chat with you. So I'm doing all right. It's early here, but I think it's late for you. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, um, having this conversation. Absolutely. We're on different time zones. So let's tell everybody a little bit about who is Veronica. Tell us where you're from. So you're you're tuning in from Australia, right? Yes, yes, I am. So a little bit about me. So I'm based in, in Sydney, Australia, which is um, lovely. The weather has been really insane at the moment. So I'm a mom of two, two boys. So that keeps Aww. me very busy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I work full time as a HR manager in the tech space so financial technology, actually, so fintech. Yeah. Um, it's my first year doing this um, in, in this kind of nice. startup scale up type of environment. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I can't wait to kind of talk a little bit about the differences in like organized HR, organized structures um, versus um, structures that are a little bit more ambiguous, a little bit kind of like faster pace. So I mm-hmm. think it's like um, that learning for me is what I'm taking as well on TikTok. And a lot of the, the reasons why I share what I share on Instagram too, is that the challenges I've faced, but then the different, cha- different challenges that I've faced now in this role as well. Nice. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. I just want to take you back a little down memory lane and kind of like, could you tell us like, how did you get into HR? Yes. Oh my God. It feels like a long, long time ago. Um, so for <laughs> me, it was really strange because I was living in the US um, doing au pairing. So like most of us, maybe for those um, that kind of went from um, 
from school to university and taking mm-hmm. that break in between. So I thought it was a good, good opportunity um, to do that. Um, and I was uh, doing it with my sister. So I was au pairing, looking after her child in the US. Now, at the time, she was working mm. at IBM, um, okay. which was interesting because she was already in that kind of corporate culture. And I was still trying to explore what was I going to do after after um, school or what was I going to study at university or college. Um, mm-hmm. And it was interesting. She came home one day, obviously, after multiple conversations. I um, you know, it's always nice to have people around you that support you and that see things in you more than, you know, kind of you see Seeing yourself. yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she printed, um, I think at the time it was like eCornell, like she printed out these um this course and it was like HR she said she said look mm. have a look at this and I and I thought oh <clears throat> that's interesting I had not really kind of heard of that before I didn't even know what it was I mean I, I wasn't in corporate at all mm-hmm. um, I was like this uh, person out of high school and um, she said I know that you kind of like people I know that you like customer service because I'd worked in hospitality Right. I know you enjoy that. And you also were kind of trying to explore um, law and, and mm. you know, this kind of looks into employment law. Right. Um, and she said, have a look at that. And, and I mean, to this day, I talk to her and she looks at, you know, I do feel like I'm successful. I mean, everyone mm-hmm. has different definitions. And um, she's, you know, she always reminds me and I always remind her, like, remember that time at the kitchen when you shared that with me? And then this is where I am. And I've taken my career to the point that and at times I feel like I don't want to do this anymore, but then yes. most of the time I feel really grateful, grateful that um, I've got this opportunity here. So, yeah. Oh, wow. That is, that is an amazing story to see how you've, you know, traversed your journey through HR. And I think that it's really important for people to know that, you know, even if you didn't think about it before, that the possibility of getting into the space, that it, it is there, right? Definitely, definitely. And I think it's like, um, <clears throat> it suits a particular type of um, person. Mm-hmm. I think there's a, there's a level of, <clears throat> and I'm not saying in other professions, people are not resilient, but there's definitely right. different type of resilience, like emotional and mental that you yes. kind of need to, to have in order to sustain a career in HR. And I mean, I'm sure you're very well aware of that. Oh, yes. Delve definitely. into that later on. Yes, but, yeah. definitely. And I guess that kind of puts me to um, how I, actually found you so on TikTok the videos that you share I mean um, you're always sharing your experiences with or I should say in theory or in hypothesis right this is what happens in the (laughs) HR space sometimes when we're dealing with managers or employees and I'll tell you what drew me to your content because like I said I I started navigating TikTok last year so um, just creating videos, experimenting with TikTok, trying to find out what HR professionals were doing on TikTok. And we were talking about this a little bit before. So there were a couple of people that I found in the HR TikTok space that I just found somewhat questionable. Um, So I I don't know if, I guess some people do it as a way to de-stress or find a release Mm. to share their experiences in skip format about what happens in HR when you're dealing with employees. But there's something about that kind of scenario for me as an HR professional that just feels, it doesn't sit well with me, right? Mm. But when I look at your content and I see how you're sharing, you know, your experiences, your stories, um, that's everybody's story and everybody's experience. And you can 
totally resonate with it in a respectful way. But I think when yes. it comes to the point that you're sharing content as an HR professional that is insulting mm. leaders or insulting employees, like I feel like I cross, I, I told the line and say, no, that, that that's not yeah, how yeah. I think we should be using our time as HR professionals, mm. pushing content on TikTok. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I totally agree. I think, um, you know, there are some boundaries that we need to set as mm-hmm. professionals. And I understand that we don't want to be, we don't want to be boring in, in a sense, because TikTok is an entertainment platform. So there is an element where you're creating content to engage people because you, you're trying to be relatable. And yeah. so for me, there are certain things that are relatable broadly across the corporate world in terms of dealing with managers that may be a little bit tricky to deal with. Mm-hmm. And then there are those where it's specific to our community in HR. And you'll see that kind of, you know, you see that the content that I share, I try yeah. to, to make it so that not everyone is going to get this. This is very niche specifically that you exactly. know, someone like you and I would be like, oh my Lord, like <laughs> no one will even get it. You know, no I one will know. even understand what is going on here. Like this mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also tried and tested. There are some, <clears throat> one TikTok that I deleted um, because, you know, the reaction and I needed, I needed to gauge that. So it was the first yeah. time where a lot of people really criticized and said, you know, how, how is this something that, you know, as a HR professional, how could you do this? You know, employees feel like they're, you know, this particular way. And I thought, you know what message received, I will delete this. This is not something that's you know appropriate for people. They didn't feel that yeah. it was something that, you know, represented. Mm-hmm. And then for me, it was like, it wasn't go- going away from that conversation because I'm happy to have the hard conversations, but yeah. it has to be the right ones as well. Cause I think mm-hmm. it was more making fun of that experience that an employee is having as opposed yeah. to saying that as a HR professional, these are our challenges. And I think that's the difference. Exactly. So, yes. Yeah. Well, tell me yeah. about like, why did you even start to, why did you think to put that content out there on TikTok? Like what drove you to do it? Yeah. Um, it's funny because I've always, and, and this is that the segue, right? Because I felt like in HR, um, I wanted a bit of a break um, from, from all, obviously we deal a lot with people mm-hmm. and they, they, they are a little bit, um, when you're dealing with people in a HR space, yes, you have, you celebrate, there are people that are happy to get their salary reviews, happy to get their promotions, you're mm-hmm. coaching them and you see them succeed. But majority of the time, people really offload a lot of the issues that they have, whether it's within their business or whether it's personally, and that's fine. Yeah. You know, it's part and parcel of the job. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So for me, it was like coming into the social media space. Um, I love, I did marketing as well in university. So I did marketing and HR as my major. It was something that gave me energy. I felt like when I was creating um, social media content and I started as a mum blogger actually. So I was doing blogs with my kids and my family. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was doing it with my husband and I was like, kind of social media marketing him like so mm-hmm. I would I would post content and then you know people would contact us and, and sponsorships for certain products that were specific to dads and so that kind of where it, it came out and then TikTok had come out in March or 2019 mm-hmm. and I had a mum blog on TikTok and we were doing ah. a lot of TikToks that was very related to parents and parenthood mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and then I thought, let me just try one because I always think it's it's so funny in HR when you go into like a work event and you kind of get a little bit tipsy and you think, actually, it's time for me to go. go. And I thought, mm-hmm. okay, that's a really funny one. Let me mm-hmm. try this one. 
Um, and then I'll just call it People in Culture Collective because I want to create a community. And I think you'll resonate with this, yes. Julie. I want it to be just for HR people. I mm-hmm. want them to come on here and see it and think it's funny and that no one else will get it. Yes. Um, and then I posted one. It didn't really go anywhere. It was like, like whatever. So mm-hmm. People liked it. And then the second one, and then I spoke about a manager in high turnover. And it was, um, and then that was the one that went kind of a little, and I thought, okay, there's something here. Let me yes. try. Let me continue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, And you you definitely have done a great job at pushing that content out. What helps you to just like keep going? So like, I know for me as, you know, putting content out there, it has its challenges. Some days you feel creative. Mm-hmm. Some days you don't. Um, oh, totally what what's your how do you how do you keep going like what helps you what's your thought process behind putting out the content as well I actually like it's 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 strange maybe and I think maybe for you it's the same because I think it's when 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 you feel like it Mm -hmm. I think when you take away the fun out of that then it becomes a job right and then and that's the thing you're supposed to be doing something I think the more you take it away for the fact that it's a chore Mm-hmm. I think then, you know, if I feel that the the, um, the inspiration is not there, I don't force myself and I take a bit of a break. Yes. Um, on the flip side, though, because I do feel that you always have to make an extra effort. Um, if I feel like I haven't created content and I'm not feeling the inspiration for days and I think mm-hmm. that, okay, well, you need to maintain momentum and th- there are people out there that not relying on you, but people that enjoy that enjoy content that as content. well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just make, you know, I not I don't make myself, but I I just sit in front of my my kind of um my setup, right? And then I have saved sounds. So what I mm-hmm. do is I listen to those sounds. I get myself ready. I listen to those sounds, and I just create content without any kind of thought process behind it. I'm yes. just using the sounds, right? And then when I feel inspired, I have five or six sounds that are trending at the moment. Mm-hmm. And then when I feel that inspiration, I go, let me look at my drafts, and then. And then the content comes. Yeah. So I just, I just, you just have to force yourself to do the trending sounds for me on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And then the inspiration comes later, whether I'm going for a walk, I start thinking about the sound that I made. And then I'm thinking, how does that relate back? And so it allows me to have more thinking time as opposed mm-hmm. to if I'm sitting there. It, it's very frustrating. I've also tried that to think yes. that I need to create the content and then know the content. And it's actually, sometimes it doesn't flow as easily. So it you doesn't. need to give yourself that time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I find like, I know a lot of the social media managers, gurus out there will say, oh, mm. you need to create a content calendar. I, I oh, find, no, I can't. I, I, like, I, I don't do that. Like for me, sometimes, no. and I find also, I don't pressure myself to push content every week with the exception mm. of LinkedIn, with the exception of LinkedIn because that's yeah, where LinkedIn that's, you have a yes that's where yes. my audience is and so for yes. me that's where my audience is that's where my business runs so yes. for me connecting with people on LinkedIn on a daily basis is important although when I'm taking moments like when I'm taking a break like this I I may post maybe every other day, but then mm. outside of that, I'll post every day because LinkedIn for me is like, I already know on Monday, I'm going to post one thing. Tuesday, I'm going to post this. Yes. Fridays, I post yeah. a TikTok video yeah. that I've done and just leave that. And then the other thing about content is content is forever. Like once you put it out there, people mm. will find it. It's there. Yeah, It's there and people will find it. And then sometimes... 
this is the thing that really bugs me. You know, sometimes you create a piece of content and you're like, I'm so proud of that. That looks so good. I know. Put it out there and nothing, <laughs> nothing happens, right? But then on the day when you just do the goofiest thing or you write three <laughs> lines, you find like it goes viral and you're like, what? I know, I know. It's totally in my experience too. It's the same. Yeah. Uh, I do feel that, you know, you kind of put a lot of effort in one and you think, okay, that did not resonate. And then you like do something super quick. And I'm like, okay, that's strange, but all right, I'll accept it. I'll accept it. I'll accept it. I'll yeah. take it for what it is. I'll, accept clearly, that. I'll take clearly that. I need, yeah. Clearly I need not to think so deeply about putting this content together because <laughs> on the days when I feel like yeah. that was trash and people love it. And I'm like, <laughs> but that's the beauty of TikTok. I feel that, you know, I had spent a lot of time doing the mum blogs and mm-hmm. It was actually a lot of effort to build like some perfect um, kind of uh, content. Uh, and and I, I really respect social media managers in terms of yeah. they do a lot of things in terms of these are the training sounds. And you see a lot of those to be like, you do this. And if you do this, this is what I think. And it really helps people with businesses, for example, yes. to create like uh, traction and engagement. And people rely on that for income. And I think that's that's totally, totally fine. But if you're doing it as a side hustle, almost like something that... Um, uh, it's just, I think it's, it's better if you post the things that are true to you. Yes. And I think it's, it's, it's better if you don't force oh one a day or seven a day or 10 a exactly. day, because it's so exhausting. You're it trying is. to build into this, this square that I think it's just, it, it doesn't allow you to be as creative or no. as thinking outside of your kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I just, that's just how my experience has been. Yeah, I totally agree yeah. with you. I want I want to just ask you, like, what would be your top three things, pieces of advice that you would give to HR professionals who are trying to navigate, especially TikTok, mm. and thinking about yes. actually putting videos on there? Like, what advice would you give to them? Because I know a lot of people, especially in HR, are very hesitant to put content out there but I feel like it's important if you really want to be seen as a thought leader in the space mm. then you need to be pushing content so what what advice would you give to our audience wow, wow. I've never been asked that before because you know I've never really linked it together that, that way because um, you know I was, I was expressing to you that I kind of separate my LinkedIn professional mm-hmm. kind of persona to my social media LinkedIn, uh, sorry, mm-hmm. my social media HR persona. Yes. So I think my, my advice, and I've never really answered this question and I'm thinking on the fly is that um, I think, like we said before, know the boundaries of where, you know, still, still be interesting because you, you, you do need to have that engagement um, mm-hmm. where it relates to people. But I think it's just having those boundaries that you're not, um, it's more around, ex- not exposing, it's more around um, sharing your challenges mm-hmm. and sharing your funny moments. Um, if you think of it that way to think, okay, how do I share this moment? How do I share my challenge? Um, how do I share this particular scenario without making the other person or the other party feel any less than? I think yes. that's, that's important. Yes. I always think of it like that to think, if I posted this content, will somebody feel that they are, you know, um, insulted or will somebody mm-hmm. feel that this is not, doesn't sit right with them. Yeah. So that's the number one thing I do. I look at it and I go, Hmm, no, mm-hmm. that doesn't mm-hmm. feel right. Mm-hmm. And then the second is just like, just like you said, don't take it so seriously. I think yeah. for me, sometimes when I think of a content and I think, Oh, this is so hard, put it away, like go and go back to it later and look yeah. at another content. That's just like super funny. Maybe like mm-hmm. have a little bit of fun with it. 
because mm-hmm. I think you need to enjoy it also. Like, so yes. I, I was putting in um, in the middle, like a bit of like some of the dances. Like, I cannot dance. I cannot <laughs> dance. But I love those trending sounds where people like dancing and doing certain yes. things. So sometimes I'll give it a go, uh-huh. um, and then I'll just, I'll just, yeah. And then also, also fit in something that's easy. So mm-hmm. if you look at my my grid, you'll see that I'm writing, like I'm pretending to write something, and then I put a quote at the top. Yeah. So, so think of something where, okay, you're really inspired by Brene Brown or you're really inspired and you think, you know, someone else would be inspired by this. Yeah. So even if you're not saying anything, you're not doing anything, maybe you're in the background just writing or typing or doing whatever, and mm-hmm. you put a trending sound under it and put a, your favorite quote, um, that's a good start as well. You know, you're not yeah. risking anything. You're just sharing what you think resonates with you that mm-hmm. someone else has thought of and that maybe someone else will appreciate. So I think that's probably some of the things where you can just get started, you know, have yeah. fun with it. Um, make sure that no one is like, you is going to be offended. Like you're allowed mm-hmm. to, I think somebody said something before I saw, um, she said, I think it's Maddie. Um, she's so, she's great. Like she's also in, in the HR TikTok space mm-hmm. and she talked about spicy HR. She said, mm. you know, you know, we want to be like a little bit spicy. So it's, I love that because bring yes. a little bit of yourself, like it's okay if, if, you know, you mm-hmm. think, okay, this content is not going to resonate maybe with, with so many people, but it's more more related to me. You yes. have a community in there. So if you have exactly. you know, 30 followers, 300 followers, 3,000 followers, if you were sitting in a stadium or you were sitting like somewhere and there's that many people watching you, that's still, you know, impactful. Yeah. I mean, they still want to see that content. So Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like it's important to be like true to yourself. And, you know, yes. try to share some moments. So there are moments like where I'll create content that's super funny. And yes. then there'll be moments <laughs> when I create content and it's like funny, but the message is serious. Yes. And yes. So I remember um, I did a piece of, co- I did a TikTok video, my first viral TikTok video <laughs> wow. um, where I use Beyonce's, um, I use Beyonce one of Beyonce's songs you know the where the people were doing the drop down challenge oh so, yeah 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 yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and I I created a video but with a difference so it was um when people when when leaders ask you to for a meeting after working hours and I just showed like right. um I just showed like segments of me shutting my laptop getting my bag getting up from my desk and going through the door and people were like yes I'm like is that a universal experience because that happens all the the time time. honestly all the time yes that's so funny it it is and I mean like when we think about workplace toxicity, right? And you think mm. about the things that people do, whether it's leaders or employees, the things that people do that really make you as HR feel like you don't have a life or you don't have time to make a separation between work and life. Mm. So like those moments when managers call meetings at five o'clock, when they know that Mm. it could wait until the next day, or when they send you an email at nine o'clock or a Slack message at nine o'clock at the night Mm. or two o'clock in the morning, just because it's something they've remembered. Like, but you can't expect me to want to answer that. Right. Or when you come to me and you say, Oh, 
you know, this particular employee on my team, I have an issue with them. I want to terminate them. And then when you ask them, but did you tell the person you have an issue with their performance? No. So how can you terminate Mm. them? Like, and when I look at your performance review, I can see that you're, you know, you're giving them good reviews. So how do these two things balance? Oh my God, it's like you're reading my mind all the time. That's what I'm saying to you. Just And this is what I mean. Like, I feel like with your content, I feel so safe. Like, I Mm -hmm. feel like I have somebody that really gets my experiences. Like, for me, it's it's all fun and games. But for you, it's like, I seriously have your back. And I think that's what matters. Like, I think when I'm listening to you now and I think, oh, so I I didn't just experience that on my own. I don't feel alone in my experiences. And I think that's what makes a strong community. I think that's why we have that. Because so no one else experiences, especially those that are standalone HR within um, functions, like how isolating, completely mm-hmm. isolating. And I think that's you. I love your content for that reason. I think people feel Thank less, you. less alone. Less so. alone. And that's how I want yeah. people to feel. Like I want yeah. people to feel like, oh my gosh, like that, that totally happens to me. Yeah. And I, sometimes I find people put in the comments of my content and they go, where is the light in this? Cause this is, like, <laughs> yeah. this is so my life. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you totally get it. I like, where did you come from to create this piece of content for me today? You know? Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. I have like my direct report because she knows. Um, uh-huh. so, so for her, I don't, I mean, she's in HR too, but right. she says, I always look forward to looking like, and I'm, and I said to her, and yes. it's also special for you because you know, you understand because we talk about exactly. it in real, like, you know, we know. Um, so I feel like our communities are more like the, the broader HR team. Yes. So we are the HR team that you can vent to. We are the HR team that you can talk to, which is exactly. in, in some areas you don't have that, right? So no, you some don't. Companies, so. No, exactly. So just yeah. to be that safe space for, mm. you know, our, our, our people. That's what, yes. makes, you know, like these are our people. This is our community. Yeah. I think that's what makes yeah. all the difference to, you know, wanting to yeah, have yeah, those yeah. conversations with, with our HR teams. I, mm-hmm. I just want to touch a little bit on like your current career and where you're at right now. So mm-hmm. you talked sure. about being in fintech um, and prior to me exiting corporate, I, I was working with a tech company and I just find like it's such a, it's such a cool experience because everything is so fast paced. You learn to be a lot more agile and resilient when you're mm. working in those spaces. What has that experience been like for you versus previous experiences in HR? Look, I think they're very, very similar, but I think it's just you're dealing with a different type of environment and people. So I think the challenges remain exactly the same, actually. There's, there's nothing that you're, you're experiencing. There will be managers that don't engage with you. There will be managers that will do whatever they want. There will be managers that are amazing and inspiring and, you know, great coaches. So in terms of the demographic, I think, you know, in terms of from a HR perspective, your challenges and the things that you experience will be the same. Yeah. Now, what's different is that the way in which work needs to be done. So Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, the ambiguity, not having clear structure in terms of who's in charge of what. Mm -hmm. Um, So you need to be able to thrive in an environment where you're problem solving all the time. Um, And you need to get your hands dirty. And what that means is that, you know, in in structures, in company structures where it's already really um, uh, established, I think Mm -hmm. you have very clear uh, roles and responsibilities. In the tech world that I'm in now, there's not. So if someone yeah. is, is having having trouble, and I know that I know who the person to contact, I will go out of my way to try and help that person. And I think mm-hmm. it applies to everyone in the business. So, yes. um, and I think that's the good thing and the bad thing is that 
Um, if you love an environment where you're setting up process, you're building, you're constantly building. Mm-hmm. Um, what I love about tech as well is that, and the startup space is that you're the expert. So if yeah. you are the, the function, you are the subject matter expert. So mm-hmm. there are, you know, uh, low hanging fruits that, you know, you can just, for me, it was like rolling out employee handbook, yeah. um, creating policies, you know, uh, making sure we have leadership training uh, development and, and liaising mm-hmm. with third party um, and, and looking at employee employer branding and EVP. And when you're working for big organizations, you're not the person in charge of that. No. Um, you will have, you know, different centers of excellence that lead those projects, which, yes. which we also have, mm-hmm. but it's more that from a regional perspective, you're like, you're in charge of that in your area. So in Australia, yeah. I, am the, I am the head of HR. So mm-hmm. I love that. But mm-hmm. also, but also, let's be clear that if you don't, if you're not doing a good job, you also can't hide. So if you're doing a no. great job, you get, you reap all the rewards. But if things don't go, like things go awry, then you're also accountable for that yes. outcome also. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think to your point about things being super fast paced and you being exposed and, mm. but you get your hands wet and you can really get into the oh, meat yeah, of everything. Totally. And I think that's one yeah. of the great things about being HR in, in the tech space. And you can really mm. learn how to navigate even your technology um, and building yes. your tech stack yeah. is because it's more, the company embraces it more because they are a tech company. Um, yeah. I mean, the number of um, tech startups as well that we utilize, like the HRIS systems of up and coming, mm-hmm. you know, like organizations. So you support them because you're also in that space. So yes. it almost just goes around and, and you're, I'm using, like I've never used Google, the Google suite before. And I was always <sighs> using Microsoft. Like literally I would be out somewhere if without your laptop, you, you can't do much in previous workplaces. Mm-hmm. In, in, in the tech space, I am like, if I need something really quickly, I'm at lunch with a friend, I can just go on my Google Drive and get that, you know, contract and screenshot, mm-hmm. like a part of it. Someone's asking you a question. It's just super easy. And, you know, you're working yes. from London, you know, you're working from wherever. Um, even if you don't have your laptop, if you have somewhere where you can access it, you know, a, a pad, an iPad or anything like that, you mm-hmm. can. Um, Pull up whatever you, you need that, and just so. get going. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Definitely love Google Suite. This is such a great conversation. I'm I'm almost sad to bring it to a close, but I gotta I ask you, what are you reading, watching, listening to right now that you think our audience would enjoy? And it does not have to be HR related, just whatever you're enjoying right now. Yeah, I mean, you, you caught me at a bad time because I said to my husband, we're, we're doing like a long weekend and I'm, I'm thinking I need to read something because I mm-hmm. haven't read anything in such a long time because you're so busy. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of we're watching, we're watching The Last Kingdom and Bridgerton, so season two. Ooh, so we're watching two. those okay. two. I know it's a little bit different, so we kind of just vary it up. Uh-huh. Um, it's always nice to do something that's, you know, a little bit of like a brain candy almost, you're not kind of overthinking things too much. Yeah. Um, but in terms of what I'm reading, oh my God, I'm not even reading anything at the moment. So mm-hmm. I, I was actually looking at, um, Jody P- Jody Picoult. Like I always love a little bit of like, um, some, I know I probably experience emotional, um, distress and trauma on a daily basis, but I just yeah. mean like, I wanted to read something that really uh, resonates or that affects me in a way that it's, um, I don't know. Maybe it's just something that I'm used to. So I look for it as well. So I want to read something like good and fun and just just enjoy my holidays. Oh, well, here, I'll share something with you. So I just recently purchased some books while I'm on vacation um, that I wanted to read. And I've always wanted to read Tabitha Brown's book, um, which is called Feeding the Soul Because It's My Business. 
finding our way to joy, love, and freedom. I just love Tabitha Brown. I love um, that. Yeah. So this. But didn't book, she? Didn't she start from um, TikTok as well? Actually, she did. I but she did. Tabitha Brown actually was an Uber driver. She started her career as an Uber driver. So I think somewhere like uh, four years ago, she was an Uber driver. Now she is this, this woman who just has such a big voice. Oh, she's massive now. Huge Massive, massive impact. Even to, you know, veganism, her, you know, creating, opening her restaurants, um, her kids shows that she's doing now with, on Mm. YouTube, um, her book, her relationship with calm. Like I listen to her sweet oh stories. Um, Thank you for calm. sharing that. I'm gonna have a look at all of this now. Tabitha Brown is absolutely amazing. So I was so glad to actually. Um, I wanted to pick up this book for the longest time, but I got it today, and I was so happy. Yeah, so happy to share that oh, with you. <laughs> I know I'm gonna need to. And I also want to read um, the. Um, the Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown. Has Brene Brown, like, yes. so not her second, the next, the, the book that she has out. So yes. I'm, I might, you're inspiring me because I was thinking, what can I, what can I like spend the next four days? You know, uh-huh. I want to read something because yes. you just don't get the opportunity. You're so busy. Um, and I think it's so important. It's so yes. important. So, that book is on my list of books to get right now, but I have like, yeah, there are a couple of books. So I always have like a book list from my guests. So like whenever guests recommend stuff, I always end up buying the book. Yeah. <laughs> but I always wanted the Tabitha Brown book, which um, just because I follow Tabitha Brown, I think she's absolutely amazing. But then I also mm. bought the book, the second book, because I have her first book, Mend the Hearts, right within Yes. Um, how to heal from racial trauma in the workplace. So I wanted to read this book so much. And I'm actually going to be interviewing Minda Hearts in June. So I, I need to wow. read the book before. So <laughs> you need to hustle. Hurry, <laughs> I hurry. need to hustle and read her book. And then I also purchased <laughs> a book that my one of my friends wrote, Melissa Doman, which is Yes, You Can Talk About Mental Health at Work. Here's Why and oh How to Do God, It Really Well. That. that is such yeah. a cool book. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to diving into those books in the next couple of weeks for sure. Yeah. And yeah. you know what, Julie, I just want to comment because I wanted to add it before in the in previous uh-huh. like question that you asked, but sure. and not to get emotional because it's so important. Like I feel like in HR, sometimes it's so hard to have your own values because mm-hmm. you feel that you're representing the employees and you're representing the, the you know, the company and you're trying yes. to do the best to make sure like the risk is not there for either parties. And I think what people forget is that, the reason that HR protects the company is because we protect our employees and we make sure that they're being treated correctly, being paid yeah. correctly. And that's, that's the whole irony of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but for you, when I see what you do, um, it makes me feel stronger in terms of my values and making sure that I'm, I, I stay within what I feel comfortable. And I think that's the struggle sometimes with HR professionals is that they don't know whether they should speak their mind. And I think for me, the biggest advice, and I know you didn't ask me, but the biggest advice for those that are coming up in the HR profession is that you're allowed to have a moral compass. You're allowed to have, you know, ethical um, boundaries. You're allowed Mm -hmm. to be your own person. You're not, Mm -hmm. you're not a representative of the company alone. Um, You are your own person and, and there shouldn't be any repercussions for you to speak your mind and stand up for what's right as well. Yeah. I want to, I want to clap for that so much. I totally, <laughs> totally love everything that you just said, because it is so true. Sorry, so the I sun wanna, is like coming in here. Uh, don't, 
Don't there worry, I can still see your face. <laughs> <laughs> so let me let me ask you, um, what is one of the biggest misconceptions about HR that really bothers you that you want to set the record straight on right here, right now? Uh, yeah, so I think it's it's that. It's the, um, the fact that people think that um, we are from an employee perspective, um, we're not on their side kind of thing. And I think what people forget is that in any corporate job, you're not on anybody's side. You're literally trying to do a job. And I think right. uh, HR, I feel like there is that, yeah, but you're there to be for the company or you're there for the employees. And, mm-hmm. and, and I think it's that that is true. That, that's true in parallel. I think you're forgetting that you know, in order for us to do a good job at making sure that the company is in line with regulations, so the mm-hmm. local labor labor laws and ensure yeah. that we are protected and we're not fined and we're not, you know, is that to ensure that people, um, so for example, high turnover, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's a huge risk to the business. That's yeah. a huge risk in terms of the knowledge that we're losing. Uh, it's a huge risk around, um, you know, uh, you know, retraining and making yeah. sure that our clients don't feel the impact of people that are leaving, mm-hmm. you know, so for us, it's like the turnover piece, it's, it's not just to protect the business, this is just to make sure that our clients and our customers are getting the, we're, we're running a business as, yeah. a, as a collective. Mm-hmm. Um, so in order for us to be successful, create revenue for people to get more money to, for people to have salary increases, yeah. like all of these things we're trying to protect as the HR function. Mm-hmm. And uh, building leadership capability is also on the flip side. We're not saying leaders are not good at their job. We're saying that you can do better. Yeah. Everyone can do a little bit better. So exactly. how do you help us and how do you utilize HR to ensure that all of those things are happening? And, and if you find that a HR person is not doing the right thing, you also can hold them accountable. Exactly. It's okay. It's okay to call, you know, behaviors out that you feel that you're not, you're not being treated in the way that you should be. It's also okay to do that. So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. I can't even add to it, but <laughs> I really, <laughs> I really appreciate that because I think at the end of the day, you know, as HR professionals, sometimes you get the feeling as though you're straddling these two sides of the organization, the, the leaders and the employees on the ground but at the mm. end, if you really think about yourself as a servant, right, everyone in your space, mm. you are serving. And so you're always mm. going to strive for the best outcome for everyone because you're serving everyone. Yes. If you're leading with heart, then it makes it a lot easier. The emotional intelligence that it takes for us to, I know, to do I know. this role to, yeah. to your point that you made before, you know, that it takes a certain kind of person to be in this space. Mm. It's not for everyone and anyone yes. cannot do it, right? It takes yes. a special, specific kind of person to do this job. So I really appreciate yeah. your, your thoughts on that. I want to ask you, um, what do you do for your own self-care? How do you practice self-care? Because as HR, you know, we, we suck at that. That's the truth, yes. right? We do. It's the truth. Yeah, we yeah. focus a lot on, on everybody else, but we don't take the mm. time to focus on ourselves. So it's so what, true. What, what do you do to take care of you, Veronica? Yeah, so my husband called me out the other day um, and he said, you know, you post a lot of these things around setting boundaries and you post these things about how people need to care for themselves in order to bring their best selves at work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you work all these long hours. You, um, you know, don't have time to spend with a family sometimes, you know, to have dinner. And, you know, I'm like on calls because I do different time zones. Right. And so I think... Um, 
I'll tell you what I'm doing and I'll tell you what I want to do more of. And I right. think that's probably more accurate. So what I do is I go to the gym every day. That's something mm-hmm. that is a non-negotiable. So exercise for me is just feels natural. And I just right. like the fact that I can make the time for myself there and mm-hmm. stop thinking about anything else. Mm-hmm. So exercise is like one. Um, I'm also um, making sure that I do the thing, something I'm passionate about. So that's why the TikTok is something that I'm, I create content because it's also a way for me to, to express myself yeah. and actually a way where I feel like it resonates and it gives me that serotonin that I need. And people, I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, people get it. And yeah. you'll see that um, a lot of the content I put might be what I feel at, the, at that moment. So it's kind of my way of like calling my work bestie, which mm-hmm. is all of everyone, you know, including yes. you when you comment on my page, I'm like, yes, if Julie comments on my, my quotes, <laughs> I'm like, I'm on the money. Like yes. I know that I've got something right. <laughs> Uh-huh. And so what I would like to do more of, and I do spend a lot of time with my kids, obviously on the weekends and on the time off, but I'd really love to allocate and I try to do it now, block out a time because I mm-hmm. work with Asia time zone and Israel time zone, which is okay. know, the same as the, um, Europe, yeah. is to block out a time to um, bed, bath and dinner. So mm-hmm. just to ensure that I've got, you know, my kids are like six and three and they're not going to be young forever. So I, I want to be able to, yeah, spend that time. And then obviously, like my husband understands, I cannot spend as much time with him, but I try to allocate some times as well in the weeks to ensure that we can watch our show together. We can watch an episode of something that we're, mm-hmm. we're doing so we can enjoy that that as well, um, which normally is reserved for the weekend. But, you know, if it's something really urgent, then I will deal with it. But if it's not, then I think I need to just prioritize. So. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. I think that's a great balance that you have non-negotiables like going to Mm. the gym and stuff like that and then spending time with your family and you know making dinner and bath time non-negotiable as well I feel like all of those things are so important and it's just the little things right but these are things that matter to your family because at the end of the day your children are gonna they're not gonna be small forever and they're going to get to no. a stage where they, when they get big and they're independent and, you know, they, they don't need you as much, but they will always need no. you. So you really want to cherish these, you know, young age moments. Um, so I really appreciate that. Totally. Yeah. Thanks, Julie. No, I really, um, it's just something that really, I think matters to me. I think I was saying to somebody before that in the thing that they, I gauge myself on and the things that I overthink and I worry about is that, mm-hmm. is this going to matter in five years or 10 years time? And I think that helps me yeah. um, stay grounded in terms of like, is this going to matter in the future? And a lot of the times, anything I do with my children, I feel that definite is a yes. Mm-hmm. And anything to do with, I didn't send that email is definitely a no. So yes. like, <laughs> it's a clear, it's a clear line in the sand. Yes. There, so definitely I love that and I appreciate that with that being said Veronica you have survived your time in the sound booth with me today (laughs) thank you so much for being here really appreciate it can you tell us what's next for Veronica Sargent oh my god um I think I just want to stay a little bit of stability for now so I think stay in my role for for a time just so that you know obviously it's my second year in um, in the role and in the company. And, you know, it's always good to first year you're learning, the second year you're embedding, and then the third year absolutely kicking goals. So I think I'd yeah. love to kind of stay within the industry and the job that I'm doing. I think it's always good to master your craft. Right. Um, I, I love that. Um, and then um, from, from a family perspective, we're going to stay in Sydney. Um, so this is our location for, for a while because I think we thought about different kind of areas in the country, right. even looked at Singapore, maybe, maybe, maybe London, other places. Um, but I think we'll just um, anchor ourselves in Sydney for for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and yeah just that's about and TikTok I just I don't know we'll continue to yeah continue to create content until it's like not relevant anymore I guess (laughs) (laughs) or at least until you start having fun right yes yeah I mean I would love to make it something that is a career for me like in terms of um I've always looked at, at like for example, for you, I'm so inspired. You know, you did your TED talk, um, you know, TEDx. Um, I look at Renee Brown and the impact that she has. Yeah. And I think it's like I would aspire to be people like you and and others that are, are spreading that message. I would love, love to do that. But I know that it's a pipe dream at the moment and it's it'll take me some time. So well, I'm telling you, you're doing yeah. a fantastic job right now. And thank you. You know, you're more ahead than you definitely probably think you are, but you're doing such a fantastic job. And I am truly inspired by your content as well. So please continue. Because I look forward to seeing it every single day. <laughs> I'm like, what did Veronica post today? <laughs> Um, can we do like a, a collaboration i'd love to do like a, yes. a one where we do it together uh, let me think yes let me think let's do that and do something yeah absolutely <laughs> i actually have done a duet of one of your videos already um yeah, so, yeah but we'll yeah, create but one like an actual content together i'll have a think i'll send you some ideas uh-huh. um and then we can do one that is like more just the one one trending sound and the two of us collaborating yeah. in it let's see yeah, that sounds good. So guys, you could look out for that. And and that brings us to the end of our show today. So thank you so much for being here, Veronica. And I Thanks wish you having me. all the best. And we'll continue right, to look out for your content. So people, people, culture collective, go follow Veronica right now and <laughs> check out her content. Trust me, you are missing out if you're not there already. Thank you, Julie. Thank you. Appreciate My it. pleasure. Thank you for joining us in the sound booth today. I hope that you found this information from this episode useful. You can find me on all social media platforms at I am Julie Turney. That's I am Julie Turney. And you can find this episode or this show on most digital platforms, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, you name it, we're there. Thanks to Rock Solid Entertainment for helping me to put this content together for you. And I will see you again in the next sound off.